Hey everyone, I'm Riley Forbes and you are listening to Cracking Local, a podcast for salespeople and marketers looking to crush local in a digital world. Today on the show, we're talking with Conrad Salm. He is a marketer based out of Seattle, Washington, and his particular focus is on the legal vertical. So he's got some pretty cool stories to tell about that. But I came across Conrad's work last week after he wrote an article that appeared on Search Engine Land titled, Local Search Update, Best Filter, Invading the Local Pack. I'll let Conrad in the interview sort of dive into the details, but suffice it to say that positive online reviews for local businesses are becoming even more important. One last thing about the interview, talking with Conrad last week, you really got the impression that he is one of the good guys in our industry. So uh, we were so happy to have him and uh, definitely recommend checking out his writing online and connecting with him and Mockingbird on social. And uh, we'll give you all the details at the end of the interview. Without further ado, here is Conrad Salm. So I guess I'll start with, uh, I guess I'll start by asking you to sort of just uh, introduce yourself and, and where you're at and, and what you're up to. Yeah, so I, um, I kind of have a funny, actually, I guess people who have been doing this for a while probably have a similar experience. So I ended up starting out in SEO at what was at the time a really, really small director. In fact, it wasn't, it wasn't in anything. It was a startup with small amount of uh, VC funding in the legal industry. And we were trying to figure out how we could change the way people access lawyers. <clears throat> and back in 2006, pretty much nobody knew anything about SEO. And so, um, you know, I reused search really heavily to get this directory. Essentially, it became the number one directory from a traffic perspective on the web for lawyers, mm. uh, which was awesome. Um, but it was because no one knew what the hell they were doing. And I didn't either, to be honest. But I ran into, as, as we were talking about, this really cool community that was really helpful and you know, I had Alex Bennett helped me and Vanessa Fox helped me and Danny Sullivan helped me and, you know, just Rand Fishkin helped me. Like I had all these amazing people helping me and because they were helping me, we were really successful. And I essentially got to learn search by trial and error with this, this directory. So, I mean, one thing I was hoping to ask you about is, you know, doing a little bit of research on you online, I noticed that you are exclusive to the legal vertical. I'm wondering if you can talk briefly about why that is and, and what's unique about that those challenges? Yeah, I mean, it's so the why is for me, we function as like a VP of marketing for, but only for legal. So it means we have to have a broad skill set. So we do email and we do retargeting and we do PPC and we do SEO and we build websites, but we only do it for lawyers. So if you try and be all things to all people, like you're going to have a B minus agency. Um, and my perspective is we need to be, we're, we're going to be the best within one certain category. Right. Um, and so part of what we've learned is, you know, I really started out thinking it was just going to be SEO and lawyers and it was like, oh, well, not everyone needs SEO. SEO isn't right for everyone. Um, and so now we really have that, that kind of broad VP of marketing mindset combined with a laser focus on the legal industry. Um, and part of it's like, I just know what works. I know what lawyers can do. I know what they can't do. I know what the pitfalls are. I know where the, um, 
you know, if you're a DUI lawyer, I already know seven things that are going to work really well for you because we've done it, you know, 70 times already. Yeah, I think that's an interesting takeaway for, you know, people out there who are maybe working on their own agency or thinking about starting an agency is, you know, thinking about narrowing that focus and not necessarily, as you put it, being everything to everyone. And, and that can be a real advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, I mean, there's two things to think about. You can either be really good at one function and have a broad reach, or you can be, have, have a really narrow reach, but be really good across functions. And one of the things that I get, I do, and this is why I did this with legal is I got concerned that so many people were like, Hey, we do email, you need email, or we do PPC and you need PPC, or we do, you know, websites, you need another website when you don't, but that's what we do. And so therefore we think you need one. Right. And so, um, part of it for me, and I think our, the agency world is still super fragmented. And so there's a lot of, this is obnoxious, but there's a lot of bad talent out there. Um, the most important thing an agency can do is to tell you what you should do, right? It's like, okay, we've looked at all the things that you could be doing, and we think the most effective thing is X, Y, and Z, and we think you're probably, you know, torching your kid's college fund by spending money on A, B, and C. And so it's really helping people understand what tactical things they should be pulling as opposed to being like, hey, you need to do what I do because I do it, right? Now I'm trying to convince you that my widget or my tactic or whatever it might be, my service is what you need as opposed to helping someone understand what they need and what's really going to be effective for them. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, uh, the reason behind how we connected was an article that I saw that you had put up on search engine land yesterday, and it involves sort of a discussion about a new update for the local search pack on Google, which is something that I know our listeners are always sort of trying to leverage because it is so critical for small and medium sized businesses to show up in the right places at the right time. So I'm wondering if you could just sort of briefly talk about this new update. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's, it's pretty, I'm not surprised, but it's also pretty big. So the, 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 the fundamental new thing is that when you do what I will call a qualitative local search, so you're looking for best in my world, you're looking for best Seattle divorce attorney, which is pretty common, that, not the divorce attorney common, part, right? but the qualitative part. <laughs> yeah. The qualitative, right? So you have best and you have top. And I actually played around with this tool to see what I could actually get to generate um, the, the filter. But when you do that qualitative query, it's, you, you are now getting that local pack with pre-filtered to four and above stars. And it calls that out so you can adjust the filter, right? So, and that's based on reviews. So reviews have just become massively more visible. Um, now, we've all, always known that they're a ranking signal, but nothing tells me more that they're important than for Google to put a, that filter of that tactic directly into the search results. And so um, it, it's, it's really not surprising, but it's really kind of fundamentally shifting in terms of what's important and tactically what small businesses should be focusing on. So even though this update is fairly new, have you thought at all about uh, how you're going to approach it with your clients? Is it going to mean sort of a, a double down on, on your efforts towards uh, positive review generation, or is it just something that you're doing anyway? But uh, what, what are your thoughts on it tactically? It's, it's a double down on the positive reviews. And for, for to, to be 
brutally frank about the legal industry, lawyers are really reluctant to ask for reviews. Right. And it's, it's also and they're and they're appropriately wrong. It's not like, hey, did you like the chocolate mousse? Would you would you write up how great it was on Yelp? Having that conversation for me with someone that's like, hey, did you like your divorce? Would you write that up on Yelp or Google? Like, that's a m- really awkward conversation to have, right? And so for us in my world, getting reviews is very difficult. In in, in and 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 it's very difficult in lots of worlds, um, but. The reality is this is part of the game, right? Sure. And you better be thinking. I, and I always think of reviews as you're turning your clients into your cheerleader, right? And that's, that's like the, 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 the earliest stage of marketing is having other people talk about how great you are. And that's part of the game for business. And, and the fact that that translates to online and is a filter on a, on, on a local review, like this makes sense. Sure. And do you see this as, you know, part of a trend that is going to see a place down the road where, you know, your, your online reviews bear even greater significance in terms of uh, ranking signal for, for searches? Yeah, I mean, uh, the online reviews are becoming really, really important, and, and and like that's not a it's not a um, a surprise. I think what we will see this is my this is my prognostications based on nothing, but I think what we would see, and certainly what I would like to see, is some filter for the quality and genuineness of those reviews. Um, and I'll give you an example of a company that's done it extremely well. You can now review a product on Amazon that you've purchased on Amazon, and they know you purchased it, and therefore you can review a you know verified seller review, right? Much more valuable than having you know someone in Uzbekistan review a lawyer, right? Reviewing quotes there. Sure. So I I think we're going to start moving towards an increased focus on the quality of the review. And, and there's been attempts at this in the past. And you've got the Yelp elite, and there's things like that. Um, I think we're going to see an increased focus on that somehow. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd almost like to take a step back here for a second and talk a little bit more about the legal ver- vertical because I just I just find that so interesting and what you mentioned about how challenging it can be for lawyers to ask their clients for reviews. Can you talk about what the approach is there? Because I think even though there is unique qualities to the legal industry, you know, yeah. it can be challenging in, in, all vec- or in all verticals to ask for reviews. So yeah. in, no, in the most challenging vertical, what, what's the, what's the strategy there? So, so there, there's a couple things that you, you, you need to do. And there's a couple things that you absolutely shouldn't do. But the first is you've got to deliver a great product or service, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And so we, as marketers, like my industry is grossly negligent of forgetting this part, right? It doesn't matter. We have this guy, we have this client who's now an ex-client for, for the same reasons that he couldn't get good reviews, right? And he used to be mad at me when he got bad reviews. And it was like, listen, you're kind of an abrasive jerk to me and I'm your agency. <laughs> 
you're probably doing the same thing with your clients. So I can't, I can't fix your review problem until you you stop being such a jerk. Right. <laughs> and, and like, like, so we miss as marketers, we're like, Oh, we've got, you know, we can count the number of reviews or what the stars are or this, that, or the other thing. But we miss the really bad, the, the, the big point. That's like, if the chocolate cake doesn't taste good, you're not going to get a good review and nothing can change whether or not you're delivering a better product than delivering a better product. That's well so said. It sounds really self-evident, but marketers miss this all the time. And, and, and we're, I'm guilty of it too, right? So, so that's one thing. The second thing is, and we do this in legal, but think about those raving clients who just love you. And, and in my industry, so the, the reality is it's very difficult in legal, but in legal, I'm also dealing with people who, have, who are facing potentially a really horrible thing, losing their house, losing access to their children, going to jail, right? So there, there's a huge, and I think this is my soapbox about why lawyers are great. Americans miss that, right? The, the, the service that, that, that lawyers provide does, it really helps out people who are in many times at the end of their rope with no other options. That's a great person who's willing to leave a review. That's a really grateful client, right? Like if I don't like my donut at Dunkin' Donuts, like I don't really care. If I don't, it, it's, but, but if, if, if my divorce attorney makes sure that I can see my kids right. or that, I, that my son doesn't go to jail, right? Like there's a whole different level of it's not a donut anymore, right? And so, so you need so, – so sorry, deliver a great product. And then realize the clients who are just raving fans. And don't be afraid to ask for that, right? Don't be afraid to ask for that, that review because in many times people are grateful. And the best way to do it is to say, listen, if you liked my service – and by the way, I'm only asking you if you liked my service because I know already that you like my service. If I'm not sure, I'm not going to ask you to review me because who knows what's going to show up on the interwebs. But if you liked my service – it's important for me, and I'm just a small business here, to have people spread the word about how great we are because I want other people to, to, to experience what we're doing. If you didn't like my service, let's talk about this to me. I remember um, that, that's another major principle. Only talk to and find a delighted customer. I remember the dentist who I, – I, I looked at this sign for like, I don't know, probably 20 hours as a child. The dentist who my, my parents brought me to had a sign in front of the chair that said, if you like our service, tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell us. Right? I've never forgotten that. Mm. And you, you got to take that approach with reviews when you're asking for reviews. Absolutely. And I, I guess my takeaway there is that the legal vertical is sort of a high stakes, high reward game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's super high stakes and super high reward, right? Um, and, you know, the other, the flip side of it for lawyers is sometimes you get crazy clients with crazy expectations and they still have to treat those people with, you know, a lot of respect and kid gloves and realize that everyone's dealing with a, a very, usually you're dealing with a very emotional high stakes situation. Um, so it, it's hard to be a lawyer. It's really, it is really hard. Okay. So is there anything that you feel like we're missing in terms of tactics and takeaways based on what you wrote last week? The, there, there are there are two really important elements to this, and and one of them uh, is we've already talked about the other we haven't. The first is like do a good job, right? Earn those good reviews, and the, the filter starts at four stars. So if you're underneath four stars, you're by definition being filtered out. So that's important. 
The second thing that's important to think about is there is a quantity element to this, right? So it's not just did one person think I was great. It's the, in a competitive market, uh, you're looking at quantity. And so it's, it's not sufficient just to go for one or two quality pieces. You're really looking at a, at a quantity element. And that in, in hyper-competitive markets like legal, that has become a much bigger issue. It's, it's the quantity issue. So stay updated and then, and then fight for quantity as well as quality. I mean, I guess that's the battle that SMBs are always sort of going after. But now more yeah, than ever, I guess, hard. newfound importance. Yeah, it, I mean, it really is. And, um, you know, you can do this the right way. There's, there's ways to do this the right way and there's ways to do this the wrong way. And, and you need to think about who you are, what your brand is, mm. what do you serve, how, how do we identify the super happy customers, and how do we make this a part of what we do as a regular day business, asking our customers to turn into our true leaders. That's awesome. That is awesome. How can people find your writing and how can people connect with you online? Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I'm on Twitter at Conrad Som. It's uh, C-O-N-R-A-D-S-A-A-M. You can find us at Mockingbird.Marketing. Um, I, and I write, uh, I write a little bit on the kind of nerdy rags, but mostly I write on, uh, you know, legal topics, which is, you know, it's talking about a hard marketing challenge. How, how do you write about le- the, the law in a really fascinating, sexy way? It's, it can be difficult, but, um, yeah, pretty much, uh, the easiest way to find me is on Twitter at Conrad Slom. That's awesome. And, and, and on a, on a personal note, I'm just curious, I, I know you mentioned Rand back, uh, in the beginning of the interview. He's kind of a yeah. legend amongst our content team. We're always paying attention to Whiteboard Fridays and whatnot. Well, can you tell us anything yeah. about him and the sort of the experience with working with him? Well, so so the cool thing is, I knew I knew Moz when it was a really small office, and they have. So this is going to sound like abject flattery, but I think it's the reason that I'm talking to you today. The way that Rand really went above and beyond what anyone else has done in terms of sharing information. Now, did I always agree with what he was sharing? No. But was he sharing information? I mean, that's, that's the way we've really focused our agency is to work on just sharing, right? And Whiteboard Fridays is just one embodiment of sharing information. And so they've done an amazing job. And this is part of the, it's this really weird community, right? So when I got into this SEO world, there were all these people who were, you know, uh, ostensibly competitors, but they were all they, you, you'd sit down and you'd have beer and you'd go, you'd, you'd share this and that, and it, that still exists and it's amazing. And Rand's had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, he's also got much better hair than I do. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's 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 just an amazing little community, and it's really driven by this um, give more than you take perspective. And that's one of the things that I have tried to emulate is we, we try and give back more than we take because it, it comes around and I, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's a nice way to live your life and it's a nice industry that I'm in that that can be the way that it works. Yeah. And I think you sort of hopping on this podcast, giving us the time of day is just like a, you know, a living example of that. So we definitely appreciate you for giving us the time and, uh, you know, we should keep in touch on uh, on all these Google updates going in the future because we might want to have you back to, to talk some more. I right, game on. You've got my number. Um, I'd be happy to chat. 
Hope you enjoyed that chat with Conrad. Definitely give him a follow online to keep up to date with everything SEO. And if you like the podcast, we would love it if you subscribe to us through iTunes or SoundCloud. And we would love it even more if you gave us a review or a comment on either of those formats. It really helps with promoting the show. And if you'd like more content, you can head over to vendasta.com slash blog. We've got a whole bunch of great stuff for marketers, agencies, SMBs, you name it. I'm Riley Forbes signing off for the Cracking Local podcast brought to you by Vendasta, and we will catch you next time.